Alright, creatures of the night, welcome to Talking Taker, episode 183 of our encyclopedia exploration digging up the career of the greatest professional wrestling character of autism, The Undertaker. My name is Alex Dorio, I want to thank you for joining us for yet another round of Dead Man Talking, and I am joined, as always, by my tag team partner, my wrestling buddy. He is the best in the world, Mr. Travis Light. Travis, tonight we are talking Extreme Rules 2019, the best in the world, Shane McMahon. The Scottish psychopath Drew McIntyre teaming up to take on The Undertaker and Roman Reigns, a.k.a. the Graveyard Dogs. How about them dogs? <laughs> oh, how about them dogs? Exactly. I wish they came out to that. You're good. That it reminds be. me of uh, Feed a Dog, my favorite Sweetwater song from Almost mm. Famous. So, mm. Yeah, no, Graveyard call. Dogs, man. We'll get to that merch. What a oh, great merchandising opportunity. But yeah, yes. we'll, we'll get to that in a little bit here. But yeah. Strap sort of yourselves, a, strap yourselves in tonight because this is gonna be a fun. This is a lot of fun, man. Oh yeah, we're gonna it's we're a, getting extreme a far tonight. Cry from what we've done yes. the last two weeks. Yes, this is a treat. <laughs> this is this match is ten stars compared to the last two matches, and maybe we're elevating it just because you know we've been through recency uh, bias. Oh yeah, it could be because of that, but yeah, this match is super fun. Almost a missed opportunity in a lot yeah. of ways, and, and sort of bittersweet that we didn't get more of this, and and bittersweet because this is the third to last match in the Undertaker's historic, iconic career. Uh, it's not our third to last episode. We got a couple extras that mm-hmm. we'll fill you in on here uh, towards the end of it. But it's the third to last match. It's the last, really the last real match. Yeah. In ring because you know the wow. one. That, uh, um, uh, Super is. Showdown uh, 2020. Is that what it is? Super Showdown? The Crown Jewel? Super Showdown. <laughs> yeah, Super, Super showdown. showdown 2020. He doesn't even take his jacket off. Right. He, he doesn't move and he's out of there. This is it, man. We're going to see... Yeah, man. We're going to see the last uh, apron leg drop. We're going to see the last old school. We're going to see the, the last wow. match before fans of the Undertaker's career here. This is, this is wild here, but he does go out on a high note uh, here. A really fun match, really fun tag team match with a lot of interesting history and a lot of twists and turns yeah. leading into it. Um, as the Undertaker, he tries to uh, recover after a, a couple of rough outings in Saudi Arabia. You know, he's the uh, he's the American BA. He's got to get back to the States here to, to have a better match <laughs> uh, as we uh, take our time traveling hearse back to 2019. We pick up where we last left off. The Undertaker did get a win over Goldberg in that dream match. Uh, first time, last time, only time there. Uh, whether he liked it or not, he did pick up the win. And, uh, you know, he knew he couldn't go out on that note, so he had to come back here and 
Uh, this was, like I said, an interesting match to come back to. And uh, Travis, you know, you'll tell us here that this rivalry had sort of been building a little bit even before The Undertaker had gotten involved yeah. uh, with this storyline between Shane McMahon, Roman Reigns, Drew McIntyre in 2019. So uh, kind of remind us and fill us in what was going on there in case we don't remember. Yeah, even actually it starts out back uh, with WrestleMania, actually, 35, um, because Roman comes back after his battle with his remission, or his leukemia, you know, comes back out of remission. He comes back, big baby face, goes against Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania at 35, beats him. Um, I was very surprised that I thought Drew was going over. Well, except for when, you know, it was a feel-good story. You had to have Roman go over, but I kind of wanted Drew to go over just for because I like Drew. But anyway, so that was happening. Even at Super Showdown, the night that Goldberg and uh, and Taker got in a car crash, uh, Shane McMahon defeated Roman Reigns with the help of Drew McIntyre. They're kind of together, kind of like almost like Test and, uh, and Shane were, or Big Show and mm. Shane were back. Just, you know, Shane, little mouthy, yippee chihuahua guy, and the big and big guy, you know? Um and then it's stomping grounds, a one-time, one-time only pay-per-view from 2019 so far. Um, this was just just uh, two weeks after uh, Super Showdown. Uh, Roman Reigns beats Drew McIntyre. A lot of interference from Shane O'Mac. And then commentary even say, this is the final chapter in the story that Roman has sure, and, and, excuse me, and Roman has surely rid himself of Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre, which means it ain't over. Which means <laughs> six more months. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, of course, like you said Shane McMahon is this uh, kind of over-the-top heel, heel at this time. Yeah. He won that Best in the World tournament at the Crown Jewel Crown pay-per-view Jewel. that yeah. had DX versus Brothers of Destruction on it, which at the time, when it happened, you're just like, what is going on? Yeah. <laughs> like, he just won, came in and won this tournament, and he was a big, he was the babyface uh, commissioner or, or GM time, at that yeah. time, and then it, it evolves into them getting this big head and, and becoming this heel character, and uh, so yeah, he, he's got Drew McIntyre as his heavy, as his bodyguard, and he's trying to, he's claiming that he defeated Roman Reigns clean with, with no right. help, <laughs> yeah, week after week, perfect and heel move. It, it is. I, I really love Shane uh, love during Shane this whole buildup, yeah. man. <laughs> Um, so that takes us to Raw on June 24th, 2019, night after Stomping Grounds. After they completely ended the feud, they're going to have one more match here on Raw. Yeah. Uh, a handicap match between Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre. And, of course, Shane's going to come out and he's going to get introduced. And he's going to ask for a better introduction from Mike Rome. as. I don't care what anybody says. I laughed every time. Like all six <laughs> weeks that, that we watched build up for this. It got me every time. And maybe it's because I wasn't watching at the time. So this is my first time seeing all this build up. Uh, but man, I, I love this gimmick. <laughs> I love I, I was watching it. I mean, at the time I was watching it religiously and I laughed every time. And I loved it. And it was perfect. Healy, and I loved it again, revisiting it the other week, you know, just catching up for this, for this paper for you. So Absolutely. a lot of fun and it's the perfect kind of heat. It's, that's the heat you need. Yes. The, the, people call it X-Fuck heat, go away. No, man, that's heat, dude. 
that's heat right there. Absolutely. Shane's putting on a masterclass here. Yeah. And uh, he also Something makes... Something about the McMahons, dude. They just know they how know what they're doing. entertain, man. It's in their blood. <laughs> uh, Shane asks, also asks Mike Rome to emphasize that this is going to be a two-on-one match where Shane and Drew will be in the ring at the same time. Okay? So the big dog, Roman Reigns, is going to make his way out. He shows no fear against these guys. He goes right after Shane, uh, but he's going to take a beating from uh, McIntyre and Shane here. Mainly from McIntyre, who's going to set things up. Uh, uh, They double-team him, of course. Drew tosses the steps into the face of Roman Reigns, and they just pick Roman apart for a few minutes here uh, with the big beatdown. Uh, it's clear that Roman has no friends backstage. No one's coming out yeah. to help him here. Guy, guy with leukemia, no one wants to come help him. I mean, Dean Ambrose is out uh, by this point, I yeah. guess. So, uh, And then uh, uh, Drew gives Shane, whoop, Drew gives Roman a Claymore kick. Uh, Drew tosses Roman into a pretty good-looking spear uh, from Shane mm-hmm. McMahon as he mocks Roman Reigns, but he connects with it pretty good. Uh, Shane asks for another Claymore kick, and Drew delivers it to him. And then Shane says, that's it. We're going to end things here. So Drew drags uh, Roman into the corner and sits him down. And so Shane's clearly going to go for the coast-to-coast, his signature maneuver. He heads up to the top rope. He stands up there. He's about to take that leap of faith. And all of a sudden, we hear the gong lights go out and the crowd erupts dude because nobody saw this coming nobody knew this was happening no one it was such a surprise man and you know we know one from the last ride at taker had already signed on for this match despite the ending of the goldberg train right we didn't he didn't know but so but even that hadn't leaked out it wasn't on the dirt sheets i can recall like this was a total shock and that is why it works. Yep. Very well played here. As we hear another gong, lights go up. Undertaker is in the ring, and Shane McMahon is taken off guard. He jumps off the top rope right into a choke slam from the Undertaker. Undertaker hits a big boot to Drew McIntyre, starts unloading some soup bones in the corner on him, clotheslines him out of the ring, clotheslines Shane McMahon out of the ring. What is going on here as the Undertaker stands side by side with the man who beat him at WrestleMania mm-hmm. 17 two years ago with Roman Reigns as Shane and Drew back away up the ramp. Undertaker gives him the throat slash. The crowd is chanting, holy bleep, yeah. as Taker does the Shakespeare pose. His music plays. Corey Graves says on commentary, uh, nobody, not even Roman Reigns, was expecting this, you know, putting over that this Roman didn't ask for this help, uh, that Undertaker just showed up uh, like Batman, like he's going to, he sees injustice and he's going to come right the wrongs (laughs) here. But yeah, dude, this was out of nowhere, completely unannounced. Uh, Like you said, it it, it had, he had already agreed to work this pay-per-view, but it definitely seems like, Okay, he's got to get some of his mojo back. He's had a couple rough mm-hmm. outings here. Uh, what can we do to uh, get the um, get the Undertaker feeling like the Undertaker again? What can yeah. we do to redeem him to uh, to make him you know the guy that that we all look up to that we all believe in here? And so this is a great, unexpected, exciting way to do it. 
And, uh, like, I, you know, you hear, okay, Undertaker and Roman Reigns are going to face Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre in the year 2019. <laughs> Just hearing that without hearing seeing the context for it is like, huh? Like, what's go- that's not a match I would have expected to see in the year 2019, but here we go. It's like it's like you went on SmackDown vs. Raw on PlayStation 4 and clicked random. Like, yes. Like, like, what is this? Yeah. But I will say, that being said, I – okay, so I was a big Drew McIntyre fan. Once he got – you know, I his 3B run was whatever, but, like, I liked him. I, I knew he had potential. Um, he When he left, got fired in 20 was it 14 15 whatever it was like i followed his career a lot on the indies i watched his stuff at progress uh over in, in in europe i watched a lot of his stuff on the indies man a lot of it and he was in tna for a bit or impact whatever it's called like i watched a lot of his stuff and like he you could tell he was a different guy i mean it's preaching to the choir now if you paid attention to who he is nowadays in 2021 but like i saw so much potential and i wanted to once he got back and he was in nxt Immediately, I was like, "He, I can't." When he gets the main roster, I want him and Taker. I don't know how much more time Taker has left. I want Drew and Taker to go at it one on one. Something. I just, I think Taker can give him a lot. And I'd heard in interviews where he said Taker took him under his wing back in two thousand nine or eight, whatever it was. Like, but he said, you know, I, he he always told me, "Quit playing wrestler." And he's like, mm-hmm. "I didn't know what that meant until I got back." You know, and I found myself after I got fired. He's like. Taker always told him, quit playing wrestler, be a wrestler. And you could see, like, you could see that Drew McIntyre from The Chosen One, he's grown up, man. He's, he's, a, he's a man now. Uh, yeah, in more <laughs> ways than really one. Harry Viking, man, yeah. But, like, seriously, like, I just, I really have always enjoyed him, man. I really, since he came back, and so I always wanted to see this. And so that was just extra, like, the extra cherry on top for me as, as personally, as, as a fan of uh, who, of, of of Drew McIntyre and a Taker, especially since you and I are going through Taker's career at this time, doing doing talking Taker, I was just like, man, we get to cover their interaction. You know, I was so so excited, man. I didn't I didn't know uh, how it was going to play out, but I was very excited. And just whatever they were going to tease me with. Well, uh, tell us what happens on SmackDown, and then I mean, yeah, take take us to Raw too, because because there's not too much on SmackDown. Oh, it's, <laughs> so yeah, SmackDown coming up the the next night, uh, June 25th. Shane is angry. He's you know tells the roster that they better not you know tick him off tonight. You know he's he's angry about what what Roman and the Undertaker did last night, and he says you know I, I know that Roman was scared and went and called him to get some help, and you know he, I, I've beaten Roman and I'll, and I'll stare I've stared at the face of dead man and. And, I, and I'll get past it as well. And But tonight i got a job to do, and you guys better not get in my way. And then also during this time, I want to mention, this is when they did this stupid, like, switcheroo cross-brand pancake flapjack. I don't know what they called it. Man. Wild like, card? People, is that what this is? Something. Or... I don't know if this was wild card. This was, like, superstar <laughs> frenzy shakedown. I don't know what it was. But they, like, they I was about to ask would... you because I was like, why are we talking about all – why is he <laughs> – yeah, Shane McMahon well, and people Drew on were every allowed show. to like switch for like a month or so. I don't know. They did. They just made the rules up as they went. Anyway, so Shane is also got Drew with him on SmackDown, and he's like kind of aligned with the revival as well on Raw, and then on SmackDown he's got Elias with him too. So he's kind of got this little corporation almost like back in the day but they're on just separate brands but you know he helps out elias with his match uh versus the miz which again miz was his opponent at wrestlemania earlier this year so you know it all does make sense but 
And he's feuding, <laughs> he's feuding with Roman on Raw. I was feuding with Kevin Owens yeah. on SmackDown. Exactly. It's yeah, it is a there's a lot going on in this build up, no doubt. Yeah, he's got a lot going on. So, um, yeah, you want to take Raw now? Ah, you take it. That was, okay. that was nothing. Right, yeah. you take it. All right. So July first, and you know this is our going into the Fourth of July here. We see a graphic that the Undertaker situation mm. in quotes. Uh, with Shane and Drew from last week, you know, Taker is rumored to be here tonight. They they hear he might be here, and that's we're in a Dallas. Alternate name for our podcast could have been the, the Undertaker, Undertaker situation. situation. <laughs> that nah. would be with the guy from Jersey right. Shore, <laughs> Mike. <laughs> Mike, dude. If the situation started an Undertaker podcast, oh, sign me up. <laughs> you put us out of business. Yeah, it's so many more followers. Than me. Yeah, Gabsy, Dead Man's here. Uh, anyway, so. We're in Dallas, <laughs> uh, which is the site of the Hell in a Cell between Shane and Taker, which is cool. Oh, so, um, I thought that was pretty neat. And um, again, Shane gets his great introduction with Mike Rome with the Ladies and gentlemen, Drew McIntyre and the best in the Rome shouldn't do that. Leave that to Hamilton. It's, it's so good, man. And um, then you know we see a we see a uh, graphic at the bottom. It's like oh, Shane and Drew versus Roman and Taker at Extreme Rules in two weeks. And I was like, why did they just announce it? Like why do they just randomly say that? Like play it out in front of me. You know, let me right. let me see. There's an old adage yeah. in like uh, TV and, and movies, and it's called show don't tell. And uh, that's really goes a long way in wrestling sometimes too you know like i hated movies when like some big plot device happens off camera and they're like oh yeah so and so did I'm like no show me don't tell me so show me how this match play like gets signed you know do something you don't have to do like a put somebody through the table on a contract sign like we know but like do something i have shane announce it at least not Corey graves or whatever but anyway Shane says last week we're gonna you know we're gonna have the demise of Roman Reigns, but Roman must have been scared and he knew he couldn't beat beat us. So we see the footage again of them just beating up Reigns and Drew says you know that footage speaks for itself and he knows what's gonna happen and Shane wants to talk about Taker and he says that Roman be- begged Taker to come help him, but that wasn't the case and that we we battled before we'll do it again and he says that Taker surprised him, but at Extreme Rules they're gonna put the big dog and the phenom in the ground. Uh, Drew says you know the Undertaker is the greatest legend in the history of the WWE. Generation after generation, chokeslam after chokeslam, tombstone after tombstone, he has struck fear into the hearts of every man he's ever faced. But I am no ordinary man. I am a hybrid of every generation, and I am not afraid of The Undertaker. To be perfectly honest, I don't give a damn about The Undertaker. You know, he heard a rumor going around that, and you know, he said Drew came dressed to fight. I've heard the rumors that Taker might be here tonight, so I came dressed to fight. Uh, so I guess he could. That's from his old pal Finley, you know. <laughs> I love to fight. 
my name is Drew and I love to fight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, crowd starts chanting for Taker. Obviously, Drew challenges him to come down. Uh, talks about how they're not afraid and they're going to exterminate him at Extreme Rules, which you know is Vince McMahon. For turn. Sure. Yeah. yeah, you gotta 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 get that ex word in there with the other ex for Extreme Rules. So we're going to exterminate you. Well, the thunder cracks, the lightning flashes, and. Uh, eventually, the lights go out there, and lightning strikes the ring post. The crowd just in Dallas just absolutely excited here. Drew McIntyre throws his jacket off. He's ready to go. He and Shane are ready themselves. The gong hits. The lights go out. Taker's music hits. Eventually, he makes his long-awaited <laughs> arrival here through the smoke. Uh, Shane's kind of holding Drew back. Drew's really doing a good job of not showing fear. I really yeah. dig his – again, he's not the 3MB Drew McIntyre, man. He's a beast now, dude. What do they call him? The – uh, Scottish psychopath. Scottish psychopath, yeah. But anyway, I mean, he's 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 a better better version of Drew McIntyre. And um, they actually wind up getting out of the ring, you know. Um, Shane urges him to get out of the ring. They exit and kind of leave to the crowd. And Drew still, he's doing a good job showing that he's not afraid, but he's listening to Shane's instructions. And uh, Taker raises the lights and gets in the ring. And uh, they're kind of standing, Drew and Shane are standing off in the, in the audience there. And there's a spotlight on them. And Taker um, gets on the, the mic and he says, you know, Roman Reigns never asked me for my help. That's not who he is. But if you need answers to the why, let me explain who I am. I am and have been the Reaper of Wayward Souls for a long time, and I'm here to collect your souls. Shane, you had my respect for a little while. You gave me everything you had at Hell in a Cell, and you actually lived to tell about it. But just like most mortal men, you fell victim to your own greed and ego. And you actually live to tell about it. But just like most mortal men, you fell victim to your own greed and ego. You see, you may be the best in this world. But where I'm sending you to, you'll be nothing more than another couple of lost souls suffering the torment and torture of the acrid stench of death. We we've said acrid more times on this podcast than I can <laughs> than I ever have ever, in my ever normal life. life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yeah. But he says that will be for all of eternity, and you two will never rest in peace. So again, he's gone to that never rest in peace thing. Like he he didn't used to say that, but does a throat slash. Shane and Drew look on, but Shane is looking a little bit concerned here out in the audience. And but McIntyre standing his ground, and then we um. Immediately cut away to a clip of Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans getting ready for their mixed tag match at Extreme Rules. <laughs> and we come back, and Taker's looking over his shoulder at the top of the ramp and doing the fist raise. So I just, I guess I just had to get that. Gotta get that. Get that gotta get that fist raise in there. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. But, but it, it is uh, really, really neat. I like that. 
No, I like what you said. You know, Drew and Shane are both playing their roles really well. Drew is ready to fight. He thinks he can take Undertaker. He's ready mm-hmm. to stand up against him. And Shane's like, you know, backing him off. Uh, right. I'm not so sure about this. Buddy, let's uh, let let's let's pick our battles here. So it, it's yeah. good we're seeing both sides of these mm-hmm. these two guys here. Uh, as we do head into SmackDown, you know Undertaker's not working uh, Tuesday nights, but Shane and Drew are going to here, and they're going to be special guests on the Kevin Owens show tonight. Yeah. Uh, Kevin's got his cue cards, reading them off here, uh, like he's a game show host, and he, he talks <laughs> about Shane and Drew going to be taking on Roman and the Phenom, the Undertaker. <laughs> Uh, and the legend, the phenom, the Undertaker. I guess his we both, we Canadian accent is, is coming out here, man. His French Canadian, dude. His Montreal came out. The, the phenom, phenom, the Undertaker. New nickname. Oh, we, we both got that. Mr. So Feeny. Mr. Phenom. Mr. Phenom. Okay, now I need to see like a, like a, Photoshop with Taker's head on Feeney's body. <laughs> Bagley? Uh, Jeremy Bagley? Make it happen. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, of course, Shane McMahon, he's not going to be satisfied with Kev- Kevin Owens' intro, so he has to ask Greg Hamilton for that proper introduction, and it's great as always. And Kevin shows a video of what happened on Raw last night, uh, as if we haven't already watched that the night it was before. A, one night ago. Good <laughs> Grief, five-minute video of what happened the night before. Uh, Shane and Drew kind of laugh it off, saying, ah, we're not afraid of The Undertaker. And uh, the crowd chants for Undertaker, even though they really should not get their hopes up about Taker appearing on a random SmackDown uh, here in 2019. But, oh, well. Uh, Shane says he's on a hot streak. He ran through The Miz. He ran through Roman Reigns. And now they're going to add The Undertaker to that and Extreme Rules. And Shane also announces that it is going to be Extreme Rules. No holds barred at the pay-per-view. And this will be a vicious physical assault like nobody has ever seen before. And Shane adds, now that's spooky. That's his... uh... His word of the month. He keeps. He's gonna say it a few other times. Gonna talk about how spooky it's gonna be with Undertaker. Some sort of inside joke with those two. I feel like. Yeah. It must uh, be. I think so. Uh, Kevin Owens says there's a specific part of the footage from last night he would like to see again, and he cues up Shane and Drew running out of the ring from Taker last night, and he says he tries to. Uh, put over Shane sort of sarcastically saying oh look I know when you hear that music uh, it's just a coincidence that you end up in the fourth row you know it's just you're not afraid it's just like a guttural reaction like oh gong oh let me run to the the fourth row and uh, it's very funny I'm not I'm not doing it justice it is legitimately funny and Shane doesn't a second language he's got a great grip on like timing and sarcasm and stuff it's really good well just wait here oh yeah (laughs) Uh, Shane gets angry about this and he tells Kevin, why don't you just read what's on your cards? And um, Kevin does like he's told and talks about Shane single-handedly baiting Roman Reigns at Super Showdown with no help. And then Kevin decides to go off script again. And I think the next card has a better question. Oh yeah, there he goes. How did it feel to make your big return to WWE in 2016 after a seven-year absence only to lose to The Undertaker in Hell in a Cell at WrestleMania. And of course, Shane's not too happy about that when we hear, 
I'm here to show the world. I'm here to show the world. Come on. What is Dolph Ziggler doing out here? Why does he have to interrupt this? Um, and he comes out and he interrupts the proceedings. But then Kevin Owens interrupts Dolph Ziggler. And he tears into Dolph Ziggler like a knife cutting through hot butter, man. And absolutely buries him deeper than The Undertaker has ever buried anybody in 20 nine years dude. <laughs> yeah this worse. is not a bury me softly bro this is a bury me hard Ooh, real hard he went from one to 100 on <laughs> Dolph, dude. no 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 this is not how it's going down no, no yeah no you know oh, what you. no 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 you're not gonna come out here and talk about how it should have been you it should have been me it should have been you it should have been you it should yeah it should have been you it should have been you eight years ago and it was kind of then it wasn't and it's not going to be again and it's not gonna happen just get over it it's like so good what just happened (laughs) this is a shoot brother oh yeah um and uh, Kevin keeps going on saying, um, Dolph's like, well, at least I look like the part of a champion. And Kevin Owens says, uh, Dolph says, I look like the part of a champion. You look like you belong in a hot dog eating contest. And Kevin says, well, at least I would win the hot dog eating contest as opposed to you because you can't win any matches. <laughs> what did Dolph do to Kevin? <laughs> I love it. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, well, we've lost the plot of the Undertaker, but we just we can't not mention that here. As, right. uh, and then later on, uh, Shane's gonna make Kevin Owens and Dolph fight Heavy Machinery, and then uh, Heavy Machinery beats them, and that's okay. That has nothing to do with Undertaker, but that's where the segment went there. But yeah. uh, dude, if you've never seen this, look it up on YouTube. Look it up on the network if you ever want to see. Uh, a uh, live murder on uh, national television right there. (laughs) Call the cops, man. Kevin Owens is great, and this was one of my favorite iterations of him, and it started right here this night. This is big babyface push he's going to get, and we're going to get more into it later, and I just love it. It's reminiscent of what he's doing right now in 2021. It reminded me of when, remember when Ric Flair buried Carlito on that oh, episode yeah. of Raw? <laughs> oh, yeah. Just like told him so how much good. he sucked. That's what this was like. God, <laughs> and... like you. <laughs> he just, he like, ruined his career in, in one moment. Oh, well, and I like Dolph, but dang, yeah, you can't too. argue with that. But you can't argue with anything. Kevin Owens said spit the truth the whole time. He did. Yeah. God, it wasn't you. That it wasn't you. That it was you. Getting he's just going. This is so good, man. Well, this takes us to Raw, uh, July eighth. That's the go home Raw for Extreme Rules. We still got SmackDown to get to, but I'll try to get through it here. So, Shane and Drew walk up to a guy taking out the garbage, and there's a rumor has it Duke that he's the, the best. No, you think so? That would have been spot on. Great man. cameo. Yeah. So there, we're we're gonna get you know tonight. Shane and Drew are gonna. Uh, face Roman and a partner of his of Shane's choosing. So that's the big storyline threaded throughout the night. So and I do I do like that they thread this storyline throughout most of the night because you don't get that a lot in recent yeah. years. Yeah. So even though it's what it is, it's still fun. Um and Shane says rumor has it he's the best garbage man in the world. So he's like, you know, what's your name? Is it Tony? Is it what kind of Tony gonna be Roman's partner tonight? And the guy's like, Yeah. I mean he kinda shrugs his shoulders and says okay and uh, I just 
if I was an unexperienced garbage man, I know I would not be signing up for a wrestling match. He's cool with sure. it. Yeah, he's just like, oh, whatever. It's just another day in the gig. So, but um, so again, uh, Graves tells us now. No, the stakes are a little raised a little bit though. So if Undertaker interferes during this tag match tonight, Taker's out of the no holes barred match at Extreme Rules. So don't interfere tonight, you know. And and the 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 tag team match is on. So later on backstage, we see, um, uh. Shane and Drew come up to a very, very short beer vendor, and uh, Shane tells them to hold those beers for the celebration later on. And, you know, Shane's like, you know, maybe you can be Roman's tag team partner tonight, and the guy just kind of like, okay, and they zoom out, and, dude, those beers were 15 bucks a pop. That's what it said on his Good God. hope they come in a commemorative cup or something, man. Yeah, they better. 15 bucks. That's a lot. That's a lot, man. Um, so yeah, then your wife, uh, interviews Roman Reigns in the locker room. Yes. That's Charlie Caruso. Those yes. are not paying attention the last right. few years. Talking tank. And, uh, Roman's like, you know, look, he's just playing it. Joe cool. He's like, I got no idea who Shane's choosing. And the only people playing mind games right now are me and my partner, the undertaker. And he says, thank you, Chuck. And winks at her and walks away, which he's so smooth, dude. I don't care. So smooth. <laughs> he's so smooth, dude. Um, then later on, Shane and Drew are backstage with the janitor in a blue jumpsuit, and uh, I guess his name tag says Gary, or they call him Gary. I don't remember, but they just, you know, Shane asks Gary, he's like, "How would you like to make five thousand dollars tonight?" And Gary's like, "I'd do anything for five thousand dollars." And Gary is a tall, you could tell he's taller, a little skinny, you know. He's he's a black African American man. He's a janitor there, but you know you, you get a good shot of his face. You see who Gary is. Absolutely. And then Shane tells Gary that you know, all you gotta do is five thousand dollars. You just stand there as Undertaker's partner, Roman's partner, and let us do the rest. They shake on it, and then Drew's like, you know, maybe we should get you a, a, a mask to c- cover your face because you know we are recognized all over the world, and we don't want to embarrass you, you know. But as you point out in your notes here. They just showed his face on national television for all the did uh did they not recognize the cameras there backstage filming yeah, them in this moment? Right. They could have had it like shot from behind or something, even just to play it up. Like you still would have got the same effect, you know. Yes. But Gary could have been shot from behind. You always see his back of his head. So I don't know, man. It's just. But they shake on it, and Gary's like five thousand dollars. He's like he mouths five thousand dollars, which is I don't know who Gary is. He's spot on. I'd take it it too, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was going back to wrestle for free. I'd definitely take $5,000 and stand there. Absolutely. Do nothing. But anyway, so later on, it's the main event. The main event is Roman and Gary, apparently, the janitor against Shane and Drew. So Roman's out first, Shane and Drew next. Mike Rome gives a proper introduction, and Shane says, you know, I proved I'm the best in the world when I beat Roman at Super Showdown. We're going to set an example tonight as to what we're going to do on Sunday. Drew says we can see straight through Roman. You got no respect for Shane or for any kind of authority. The only person you respect is Roman Reigns. You know, this Sunday I'm going to beat the respect into you. And Shane says, you know, I've been searching for the perfect partner for Roman. Allow me to introduce you to the fifth grade spelling bee champion. The three time, three time prudential employee of the month. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Gary the Goat Garbit. <laughs> Gary Garbit. So, Gary Garbit comes out, and yes, it's spelled Garbutt. So you know Vince is backstage. 
Garbutt. Good crap. Get it? <laughs> That's probably what he used to call JR or something. Like, <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, Gary, now, something's happened to Gary since the last time we saw him on screen. So he's uh, still a black and African-American man. But now he's got a limp. Yeah. And he... And he's holding his stomach like he's eating some bad tacos or something. Like he is dragging his foot down the ramp. What happened? I don't know what happened. Somebody poisoned him. Limping and holding his stomach as he walks down the ramp. Yeah. We don't know what happened to Gary the Goat Garbutt, but – but you can tell, like, this janitor is way, like, smaller in stature than he was an hour ago. Um, Anyway, after a minute – Roman uh, backs into, or I'm sorry, they, you know, they, they get the match going. And uh, after a minute of them going back and forth, you know, Roman backs in the corner and actually runs into Gary Garbutt. And the ref's like, that's a tag. That's a tag. So Gary's in. So Drew just brings Gary in and Shane tags in. The whole crowd, though, is going, Gary, Gary, which I love that. You know, I love oh, yeah. that. You know, they're in on it. I, I like that. And, um, Gary winds up hitting Shane with a kick. Hits a, uh, he then he botches a springboard clothesline and just face plants on it. But then he hits a springboard back kick to McIntyre, and then doing a lot of moves that we've seen somebody on two hundred five live roster do a lot. And um, to no one's surprise, we're gonna get the big reveal in just a minute. But Gary hits a back elbow, diving senton over the top rope. And at this point, you're starting to figure out who this is. But then Gary taunts, hits a huge springboard crossbody on the Shane. But then Drew just drops him with a wicked Claymore. Shane covers him, and Gary eats the pinfall. And I okay. I don't know. Yeah, what's the point of having all the pomp and circumstance and the mask if Gary's going to lose? Like, Gary should win there, you know? Um, so Roman slides in. Superman punches Drew. Shane dips out. The heels are standing on the, on the ramp as they're leaving. Mike Rome announces the winners. Gary Garbutt then just kind of un like not a big production, just kind of takes his mask off and it's Cedric Alexander to no one's surprise. So and the crowd does what you just did and they go mild. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, it's like why go to all that trouble just yeah. to have Shane and Drew still win? Like exactly. The whole angle is set up to embarrass them. Yes. But you don't go all the way with it and actually have Gary Garbutt win. And then take the mask off, and it's Cedric Alexander. It's like a La Parka beating yes. uh, Randy Savage. He takes the mask off, and it's DDP. Like, that's yes. one of the most iconic moments exactly. in Nitro history. You could have redone this. You could have made Cedric Alexander a star, had him feud with either Shane or Drew after Extreme yeah. Rules. Yeah, for the next pay-per-view. And instead, it's just like, oh, okay, that Shane and Drew still won like you yeah, tried exactly. and you failed because <laughs> so. they didn't get any heat on roman they got heat on gary garbutt who we right. have no we have no we have one night's worth of interest in you know what i'm saying like that's it so yeah they got the heat on gary rather than roman you know they could and he's still gary, a loser he lost just as much as the janitor yeah. would have it's yeah, just exactly. like it's yeah, they so weird had, man it's a good idea but failure and execution slipped on a banana peel and and they could have, you know, Gary rolls him up or even have it be a DQ. But then have Roman run in and spear and Gary yeah. pins him and then takes the yeah. mask off. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Roman beats the crap out of him, tags in Garbutt. He pins him and then jokes on you because it's said. Yeah, exactly. But no, no, no. 
Yeah. I don't know why. Weird detour there with uh but you know, we get to talk about Gary Garbett on uh on Talking Taker. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not mad about it. But uh Anyway, uh, we wrap things up on SmackDown on July 9th, 2019, before we head into the pay-per-view here, as uh, we're going to get some business backstage with, with more stuff with Kevin Owens and Dolph Ziggler, getting in a fight in the parking lot, and they're supposed to be in the main event tonight, but uh, they their fight gets broken up by the Bollywood Brothers and the B-Team, another foursome B-team. I didn't think we'd talk about on Talking Taker, it's a blast from the past, Uh I'm trying to get these guys in here because we don't have any more episodes left, so I'd like to mention them on the podcast. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, <laughs> uh, I tell you what, though, man. I'd love to see Taker giving some uh, choke slams to the Bollywood brothers. Dude, oh. They would have like, sold it like Kai and Ty or Spike Dudley back in the day. Remember Take some Orton last did rides. It? When Orton yes. did the backdrops on the thing, too. <laughs> yeah. It would have been like that. Hurt one of them. Yeah, yep. It was awesome. <laughs> Uh, anyway, Shane's going to eject Kevin Owens from the arena because uh, of all this. And um, then later in the night, uh, we're going to see Shane chatting backstage with his alliance with Drew McIntyre and Elias. And they talk about how they had Roman right where they wanted him until Cedric Alexander got involved last night. And then Drew points out, well, we still won the match. <laughs> so, again, all of that for nothing. Yeah. And Drew says Sunday, they've got the clear physical and mental advantage. And Elias says, I have been working on the perfect funeral song for The Undertaker. Is that, is that spooky? Better be spooky. Spooky? Spooky. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Drew says, yeah, it better be spooky. And Dolph Ziggler interrupts. He complains about Kevin Owens. Anyway, they end up making Dolph versus Roman in the main event tonight uh, instead of Kevin Owens versus Dolph. Uh, then later on, uh, they're going to ask Shelton Benjamin his thoughts on the main event, and he's going to say, Well, yep. <laughs> Those you got, you watching, you got you a slide off reaction. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my favorite gimmick of all time <laughs> it lasted literally three weeks it went nowhere i can't wait for that shoot interview to oh yeah talk about what that was about. i love Sheldon. he's great oh, man uh in the ring oh great matches with undertaker man uh, oh yeah. was that 2009 ish or something mm-hmm. is that like three smackdown matches they're fun yeah uh, Roman and Dolph is the main event. Shane's on commentary with Drew and Elias watching his back. And uh, despite some interference from all those guys, Roman nails a Superman punch on Dolph. Uh, Dolph's going to kick out, surprisingly. Uh, and mm-hmm. then Drew and Elias save Dolph, pull him out of the ring. Roman hits a very Undertaker-esque flying cow dive out of the ring onto them. Uh, Dolph runs around. He hits a super kick on Roman. Shane gets in the ring to try to beat up Roman, but then Kevin Owens is going to return from being kicked out of the building, run out of the crowd, come in and hit a stone-cold stunner on Roman Reigns, and then Roman gets in the ring, delivers a spear to Dolph, and gets the big win. Oh, stunner on Shane. Is that what, what did I say? Yeah, not Roman. Yeah, okay, stunner yeah. on Shane. Yeah. stunner to Shane. Yeah. Or yeah, Dolph, yeah. whatever, somebody. Yeah. yeah, and Roman gets the pin on Dolph there. So, yeah. You know, this was all well and good too, but you know, 
spoiler for the match, but like, where's Kevin Owens in this match at Extreme Rules? Like, you have Elias interfering. Kind of feel like a missed opportunity to not have mm-hmm. Kevin Owens get in on this action to get sort of that rub from Undertaker. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I guess the Drew Shane or, or Kevin Owens and Shane is going to go on yeah. past this. But uh, I don't know. Uh, kind of a weird mumbo jumbo of a build up here, but uh, it is um, it's fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mumbo jumbo. One thing that Shane mumbo jumbos earlier when they're, they're talking this night, he's like, <laughs> I'm so glad we just got rid of Kev. He's a cancer. Well, you could do, I mean, you're going to do that in the parking lot. I, yeah, I saved I, it. I know. I saved that from happening. I Kevin got out of here. He's like a cancer. He's out. Got it. Yeah. Which is probably not the greatest thing to say when you're feuding with a guy who just came back from leukemia. I was like, true. Poor choice of words there, well, Shane. Come on, man. Like, uh, didn't uh, didn't Ambrose actually say that to Roman during uh, one of their feuds? Yeah. Was that Ambrose? I think. Yeah, he said it to, or he said he said to Rollins about it about oh, you know, right. when he was out. I think because he turned heel the same night that yeah. Roman announced he had leukemia and was leaving. Right. They had <clears throat> him and uh, Rollins won the tag titles that night, and he turned on him. I think next week he said something about Roman having cancer. So, yeah, it was terrible. But anyway. But to cleanse your palate, uh, two days after this on SmackDown, this is this is the go-home SmackDown. On July 11th, WWE Shop releases a Graveyard Dogs, We Run This Yard t-shirt for this one-off tag team. One night, I actually like the logo on the back with their names and stuff, but the chain, the dogs off the chain on the front is so hokey, like 1980s wrestling. But really cool piece of merch, though, for like this dream team. I would never wear it, but um, I think it's really cool that they just did it for a one-off, you know. And you can do that when you got a guy like the Undertaker, absolutely. You know, and and a guy and a future Hall of Famer in Roman Reigns, you know. And you you can do stuff like this. You wouldn't want to do it for like I don't know, uh, Elias and. Uh, uh, what's uh, Gary Garba? You know, what I'm saying? well, like, you, <laughs> you know, they don't do it for Drew and Shane. They don't give them That's a cool true. T-shirt, yeah. you know. But they give Roman and Taker a cool T-shirt and a cool name. And, a name. and uh, yeah. you know, I don't think they ever call them this on they, TV mm-hmm. or during the pay-per-view. But uh, it it was cool. Sounding. It's like it is kind of kind of cheesy, but also like all right, kind of old school. Yeah. I, I dig it, and it, it also made you feel. It made you feel like this match was going to be special, and it made you feel like, ooh, okay, is there is there going to be some more of this? Is there more? To, exactly. They named them. They gave them a T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, okay. I, I see yeah. where this is going. Yeah. And then I just want to mention one real quick, like two nights later, the night before Extreme Rules, there's a Evolve pay-per-view on WWE Network, which is a really big deal, like at the time. Like we, t- we keep talking about, you know, this is the evolution of Undertaker, but also the business in and of itself. This was the first independent show to be on the network, which I think is really, really cool. And it, it features a guy from our hometown, Anthony Henry, um, who just now signed with WWE and NXT. So I think that's pretty cool. But I just wanted to say, like, there's some guys on that you'll see that become future you know, guys in, in, in NXT and on the main roster now, but it was just a big deal for like an independent show. Of course they have a handshake deal with like WWE, but like, it was just, it was pretty cool to see that on the network, you know, and that's finally using the network for some of the stuff it can be used for, you know, it is cool. And you know, they've put a lot more independent stuff on the network since then. Um, who knows where that's all going to go, you know, now when the network becomes part of Peacock, you know, I wonder how much they're going to do stuff like that. Who knows? But, um, yeah, Anthony Henry, you know, the company 
little backyard company that we trained with for for a couple of months yeah. in Augusta, Georgia. Uh, a few years later, I, I, I went to shows of theirs and saw Anthony Henry work, and very talented yeah, kid. Uh, I'm, I'm yeah. excited that he's signed with WWE. I don't know him personally. I don't. I don't know right. if he's a. I don't know if he's a good guy or not, but he's a good worker. So uh, I, yeah. I think uh, it'll be cool to see him if he pops up in NXT or anything like that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm glad you pointed that out, and uh, that's going to take us to Extreme Rules 2019. You know. After all these years of seeing Undertaker kind of work the big pay-per-views, the SummerSlams, WrestleManias, uh, Royal Arabia. Rumbles, and then, yeah, those big, yeah. those Saudi big paydays. Exactly. Kind of random that he's showing up here at Extreme Rules, not one of the big uh, pay-per-views of WWE, but here we are, July 14th, 2019. It is in a big city of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, in the uh, newly named Wells Fargo Center there. And uh, before we get into talking about this, man, I, I just wanted to take a second to talk about all the different dynamics at play here in this match because I don't think they really played into that enough in the build. And there is a sure. lot of cool history here um, because you got you kind of talked about it at the beginning. You got J- Drew McIntyre, who was the chosen one uh, when he debuted. Vince McMahon gave him that rub, and yeah. uh, we talked about him. He was all skin and bones back then. He looks like a different human being. Yeah, he looks like, like he, he went ate himself. Puberty, yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. In his thirties, uh, he went through puberty. <laughs> yeah, and uh, he once got squashed by the Undertaker on a SmackDown match. Yeah. Failed in his first run, got fired, reinvented himself, and is now back into this spot and is going to be a future world champion uh, after this. Not not very long after this. Um, yeah, he wins the Rumble five months from this. Yep, yep. Definitely, you can tell they've got big plans for him. He's in a huge spot here, and Taker's given him that rub of one of his final matches. Uh, you've got Roman Reigns, who, of course, was supposed to retire The Undertaker a couple of years yeah. ago. And then things kind of went off track for him uh you know with his medical issues and everything and now he's he's got himself back healthy and he's become the baby face that he was kind of supposed to uh during this run he is legitimately over as a baby face during this time and then you've got shane mcmahon here um who if you really want to go back to it he's maybe the guy with the longest history with the undertaker Um, yeah he was a referee in the 1991 Royal Rumble, which was The Undertaker's second pay-per-view match. And yeah. Obviously, that's not a storyline or anything, but he is there at ringside right. in 1991 when The Undertaker's first starting off. He's going to face The Undertaker. Um, he, he's going to be in the corporate ministry with The Undertaker and part of that giant faction and have that whole storyline with them. He's going to be in a six-man tag match against The Undertaker at King of the Ring 2000, when the Undertaker comes back as the Biker Taker, and then he's gonna face Undertaker 16 years later in a Hell in a Cell match, and then now he's facing him again in one of his final matches ever. Like, there's so many guys that had no pay-per-view matches with the Undertaker. There's guys that had just one pay-per-view match with the Undertaker, and Shane McMahon of all people has is now having his third <laughs> pay-per-view match. With the Undertaker, it's uh, not something you would have ever predicted, but uh, it's kind of funny no. how he's kind of worked his way up into like one of his most famous iconic rivalries. It's funny how that works, man. And 
Yeah, I'm glad you went over that history there because, yeah, it, it would just be – they like you said, they don't really – they give a little context for some of this stuff. They don't go way back in the annals of time like you just did. So, you know, we know that's what we do here on the podcast. So I'm glad you took the time to, to do that because it really does paint a better picture for what we're about to get into. And, um, yeah, it's good stuff, man. I remember watching this one live in my house that night on the network and uh, even the video uh, for the – for the night starts off with the graveyard dogs and the Mac and Mac Express as I coined them. So we got the Mac Man and the McIntyre. So I don't think it ever they could have made a the Mac Daddies. <laughs> graveyard dog with the Mac Daddy. Return of the Max. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh that'd have been great, man. But um we then see, you know, uh, the the Max walking backstage and Cole tells us that we're actually gonna start the show off tonight with this no holes barred tag yeah. team match. Which I remember watching it. Like I watched it as it started, and I was like, "What? Like, what are we doing? Like, yeah. we're we're starting with this." So I loved that placement on the card. Um, Jericho always said, "I've heard Austin say it too. If you don't want to be, if you're not the last match of the night, you want to be the first match on the night. You want to set the stage for the rest of the night and say, oh, yeah, we'll follow that then.'" And um, I love the idea that again, you think Taker, he's going to be toward the end of the card. He's a big deal, but dude, let's just go out guns blazing and get this card on. You're in a fantastic town. Philadelphia is insane. Those those fans are nuts, man. So I just love the booking choice to start this to start this off with, man. It's awesome. And I think uh, this has maybe only happened, I think only twice ever in the so. Undertaker's career that he's opened a pay-per-view in all of these 180 episodes that we've covered. I think he was in an elimination chamber that went on yep. first. And then mm-hmm. didn't he have a match with CM Punk maybe that went I on think, first? I, I want to say like the Hell in a Cell. Was it like, their Hell in a Cell that I, came I on first? Think I think so. so. But other than that, like how crazy is that uh, out nuts, of all of these matches? Um Again, I guess it's sort of a more modern thing that they've done more and more, putting these big either semi-mains or main on first. You didn't used to do that in the 90s, yeah. uh, but they, it is more common and more accepted now. So it is cool, I man. It does uh, – it, it almost makes it this more special. Yeah. yeah. It gets your attention right from the get-go. It's like a movie having just like this really ridiculous opening scene, you know, <laughs> just like whet your appetite for the rest of the movie, you know, so – Really, really cool. Like the Dark Knight. That open scene, man, just gets you ready for the rest of the just show. Like you're like, you can only go up. Like, you, like you're going to have to to make it sustain the rest of the movie to be good. So, same yeah. thing here, man. I had you're to get in there. Sorry. Of course. So we got We've only got Cole. a few episodes left. You know? Exactly. And we got a little bit of real estate left, man. I'm taking advantage of it. So. Um, Cole, Graves, and Renee on commentary again. Got a good highlight video for this match. Shane O'Mac, here comes the money. He comes out first. I'm sure he's got some super fly kicks on, man. He's always got great shoes, dude. And um, Custom com- jersey. Yeah. Oh, commemorating yeah. Jersey. extreme rules. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's always – man, Shane, say what you will, dude. He knows what he's doing, dude. Like, he knows exactly what he's doing when it comes to all that stuff and, and just even in the ring. You know, he's not – his punches suck. I'll, I'll tell him his punches are awful, but he he gets the sports entertainment aspect of it, man. And he goes 100 miles an hour and 110 percent. You know, yeah, man. Like uh, Linda McMahon aside, uh, if Vince, Shane, or Stephanie are in a match or doing something on pay per view, you never say they go halfway, man. Exactly. Like 
I agree. Sometimes it gets old seeing the McMahons sure. on TV, and sometimes sure. they overdo it. But when it comes time for payment, when it, when it comes time to like take the big bumps or to to like you know do the big angle or do the big match, every single time they go out there and mm-hmm. they go above and beyond and deliver yes. what they have to do. Absolutely, they do. Absolutely. Um, yeah, Drew's out next, and Graves says, you know, it's amazing that Drew's not phased by Undertaker, which is a cool thing we've been touching on here, you know, and Renee's like, you know, I think this match is going to favor the Undertaker since it's now no-holds-barred, so we'll see, and Roman comes out, you know, he gets, he's still getting a little mixed reaction, but it's, I mean, it's 80-20 at this point, it's not, it's not right. as 50-50 as it used to be, but, um, um, you know, still getting good, good reaction, and then Michael Cole tells us about the giant week that Roman Reigns has had. Yeah, apparently he won an ESPY award for uh, like inspirational moment of the year, or WWE moment WWE, of the yeah. year. Yeah, for coming back from the uh, from his leukemia scare, and then he also attended the premiere of the Hobbs and Shaw movie mm-hmm. earlier in the week, uh, the Fast and the Furious spinoff that. Uh, I don't even think he had a line in, but he is in the movie. I think he just does like a, <laughs> hoo, do, 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 like, a like a you know Uso oh, yeah. thing or whatever. He's definitely in it, but uh, he doesn't do too much in it. But um, still, this is a big deal. It's a huge movie. Uh, yeah, it's the Rock a appearance in there. Yep, cousin Rock is in it, and Corey Graves points out. I don't know, dude. He might be off his game tonight because he's been all around. Uh, flying all around the country, he's been in Hollywood, been in award ceremonies. How much has he been able to focus on this match? And then Michael Cole and the commentary team also point out, finally, they haven't really talked about it much during this buildup, but they talk about the tension between Roman and his partner, mm-hmm. and how Roman didn't ask for Undertaker's help, how Roman is the one of the only two people to ever beat the Undertaker at WrestleMania, and, you know, all of the those things at play. So I'm glad that they finally talked mm-hmm. about it here, even though they didn't really make as much of a big deal about it during the buildup. And instead, we talked about Gary Garbutt. <laughs> well, that's one of the reasons I kind of thought they were going to do a little more with this was because, like, let's get this match on our belt, and then we'll go on from it. And, hey, next time I roll, hey, I didn't need your help to do that. I, could, I got it. Thought maybe they would play into something else, but we'll talk about that later on. So, but um, of course the gong hits, the crowd goes nuts, man. A few more gongs hit, lights are out. Taker's music hit, the moon goes across the Titantron. Taker comes back, he gets that big old Philly cheese pop, baby. It, it Philly is on fire for this dude, man, because they know sure. he's hanging on, man. Like he's he's there's there's not many more sure. of these opportunities, and it's a great crowd. Yeah, dude, dude. they are. It's the first first match, and it's the first match. You, you're expecting you're gonna get uh, Drew Gulak versus uh, uh, <laughs> Davari or something in the first match. <laughs> Instead, you're getting the Undertaker, the Bollywood Boys, and the B Team. Uh, nah, you're getting the Undertaker here. Yeah, um, big deal, man. Big deal. He's kind of wearing that really intricate jacket that we mm-hmm. saw him wear some of the past WrestleManias. And uh, interestingly, though, as he comes out and goes through the big entrance, we got the big camera angles coming around and following him, all the lights raising up, all that good stuff. As Taker takes his jacket off, he's got a slightly different shirt on. It's less yeah. of a tank top because uh, it really it's like it, it goes gear, yeah, yeah, basically all the way up to his neck. It's more like a sleeveless T-shirt, but it, it's yeah. still skin tight. So uh, I don't know if he was sort of body conscious or something during this time, but it, it is, it looks a little weird. 
It does look a little different. I mean, I I dug it for a change, but, but yeah, you don't see like his whole chest and his tats and all right. that stuff like on this. It was kind of it was definitely noticeable for you, know, you and me who go through every single thing he's done. Right. So, yeah, but you know the average fan may not pay attention to it or not. But anyway, uh, Taker and Roman. Stand side by side in the ring after Taker, you know, takes his jacket off. And Drew, man, kudos to him. He's standing there unfazed, man. He's doing a great job, man. Yes. He's, he's and he's, he's, he's being a wrestler. He's not playing a wrestler, you know, like he, he really is, dude. He's doing what Taker gave him advice on mm. 10 years ago, man. I think it's mm. cool. It's cool for me to see that as a fan of him and knowing that backstory too. Like he's doing, and like you see it in 2021, he's doing it, man. He's doing work. So anyway, but they, Mike Kyoto, of course, old Kyoto makes them, you know, get to their corner and stuff like that. And I just like how everybody's just kind of staring at each other. There's no, they're just, it's just intense, man. It's a big fight feel too. Like we keep saying that. I keep saying that every time. But it's just, he's a big four, four stars, man, right here. Absolutely, dude. Um, Taker gives Roman the nod to start things off, and he's going to go up against Drew. Here, uh, he hits a big uppercut on Drew McIntyre to start things, and then goes for a Samoan drop. But Drew gets out and hits a beautiful belly to belly on Roman, one of Drew's signature moves. There, oh yeah. Uh, Drew backs Roman into his corner and tags in Shane, and Shane comes coming in with those quick strikes. Uh, but Roman quickly just drops Shane to the ground with an uppercut, and Roman goes for ten punches in the corner on Shane. Uh, Shane's not going to hit a last ride out of there, uh, but <laughs> no. Roman, this was awesome, dude. He just slowly looks over to Undertaker after he delivers those punches, and it's he just he lets it build, man. The oh, crowd yeah. just starts cheering as Roman's looking over at Taker, and uh, he wrenches Shane's arm, drags him over to Taker, tags him in, and the crowd goes nuts. And it's just, I mean. Kudos it's to perfect Roman. psychology. Yes, yeah. dude, he's it's, it's old school man. He he let the moment build and let the crowd get into it. And it's it's yeah. fun. I mean, this dude's been in wrestling his whole family life. I mean, his whole life, dude. Like aside from college playing football, he's grew up. You watch it on the uh, the Yokozuna documentary, you know, and just like all the stuff. I mean, he's he's in the NOI family, dude. He knows what he's doing. I don't care. People can hate on him all they want, man. I'll defend Roman Reigns all the time because he's great at what he sure. does. But um the dude, I want to mention too, like the nobody has more heel heat on this entire show than Shane McMahon, dude. It is so good. Like it's so good. And then the dichotomy of that between the pops for Taker that no one's gonna get more babyface pops than him. It's so fun to watch during this match. So like you said, Taker gets the t- the tag, he comes in, wrenches a shoulder, hit, drops a leg drop and then it the leg drop on the arm like he used to do back in like his, you know, when yeah, he was going yeah, against yeah. Kurt Angle and stuff like that, yeah. And then he wrenches his arm, and he kind of eyes over at Drew, and uh, he takes Shane toward Drew, kind of toys with him a little bit, pulls him away real quickly, kind of like he's just bullying him, you know, and goes up for old school, but then Shane's going to block it and hit those terrible boxing punches on Taker. <laughs> uh, whips him to the other corner, and uh, Taker reverses it. He throws some suit bones in the corner, Gives him a clothesline, and now, of course, Undertaker, he's going to get old school in. And uh, it is oh, going to yeah. be for the very last time that we ever see oh, man. it, man, in the ring, dude. It's uh, You don't know it at the time, but now we do. Right. Uh, uh, up till now, you know, things could change, but as of now, <laughs> the last time we ever see him do that move. And Shane, 
he's playing his role perfectly. He's just getting the crap beat out of him. He yeah. and he falls into the corner and tags in Drew McIntyre. And here is the big money face off that unfortunately we never got that singles match. Yeah. You know, this happened five years before. Definitely could have been a WrestleMania match. Mm-hmm. Drew could have been one of those guys that Roman. Uh, or that Undertaker had the last match with could have been amazing. You think about Drew McIntyre of 2019 against Undertaker of 2009. Like, oh, oh yeah, my God, come on, dude. But it's still, it's a very awesome passing of the torch, passing oh, yeah. of the generations moment as they face off here. Yeah, it's so good. And this is what I was waiting for, man. Like just as I anticipated this match. So, like I said, Drew finally gets in and faces off. They stand face to face and. I was just so excited for being a fan of Drew McIntyre just and knowing how much this meant to him. And uh, he hammers on Taker. They trade blows in the middle, got the yeah boo spot going on. And Taker whips him, but Drew kicks him in the chest. And Taker does that, you know, quick stand up like that, like he always does. And it's just, um, but then Drew comes at him and clotheslines him over the top rope. But of course, it's the Undertaker. This is his, I guess, last perfect 10 landing as yep. well. Dang, oh, man. Perfect to the end. <laughs> yeah. Perfect 10 landing. Taker drags him on the bottom rope and then drives Drew's back into the apron and puts him on the apron and is going to go up and hit that huge leg drop. But I'm like, good thing. <laughs> good thing he didn't hurt his hole on that one. <laughs> can you imagine Undertaker? Yes, I can. Oh, I love it. My hole. <laughs> oh, my word. <laughs> Oh, my word. Uh, so good. <laughs> Undertaker's going to tag in uh, Nia Jax's cousin, Roman Reigns, or <laughs> second cousin. I don't know how they're related, but uh, they're related uh, somehow. Um, he's going to hit some short clotheslines on Drew in the corner. Uh, big boot uh, from Roman. The crowd is loving this. It's just like mm. picture-perfect textbook tag team match right now at this point. Uh, Roman's going to... Crank up the fist, uh, but the, but Shane distracts, so he has to punch Shane. He ends up going after Drew, but Shane's going to pull the top rope down, and Roman's yeah. going to come uh, flipping and flying out of the ring. And that makes Taker angry. He just <laughs> jumps down off the apron, and he's like, nope, nope, not having this. Yeah, that's my only thing with this match is, like, it's no holes barred, but why do you have to tag in and out? That's a that's a rule, yeah. you know? That's the only thing. It could have been takes a tornado match, you know? Yeah. But it wouldn't have gotten some of these spots that we're going to get that we have. And, you know, so I understand, but, you know, if you want to be nitpicky, you know, whatever. But anyway, like you said, Taker stalks over there, grabs a chair, and Shane kind of scurries up the ramp, and Taker heads around that way to meet him. He's going to hit him with a chair, and Drew throws Roman in the ring and or two in the ring steps, gets him back in the ring, and then Taker apparently just dropped the chair. It just goes missing. I don't know where it is, and he's back up on the apron. And then um, Drew hits a vertical suplex to Roman again. He's got a great looking suplex and uh, covers him for two. And then Drew goes over and tags Shane back in to get some punches. I guess I don't know. He's just he's tired. And wants Shane to come in and punch. <laughs> yeah, Drew picks him up. Picks Roman up like from the ground into yeah. like a snap suplex. Like it yeah. was very, very impressive. Yeah. Really it's cool. Good, move. Man. He's um, got a, he's so impressive nowadays. <laughs> uh, Shane, of course, tries to take the credit for it and goes for a pin on Roman. Roman kicks out. Shane with some uh, grounded pound. He goes for a pin again. Another kick out. And so Shane tags back out to Drew McIntyre. Drew and Roman are going to trade hands. Uh, Drew hits another one of those big 
pretty belly-to-belly suplexes. Yeah. And he's going to slow things down into an arm bar and work the arm of Roman as we've had such an exciting match so far. And Drew's going to calm the crowd down mm-hmm. before we get him back into it. It's perfect pacing, man. I love it. Got that key lock on. Taker's pacing around the apron right there. And Roman's trying to fight out. And this is just old school tag match right here, man. The crowd's getting into it. They're cheering for Roman as he's kind of getting back into it and trying to get out. And it's just it's just fun to watch because it's very old school. And then Roman's going to punch out and get whipped in the turnbuckle. Gets thrown again in there. And El- Drew's going to elbow out. And he runs at Roman. And Roman's going to hit a Samoan drop on him. So... They're both down, and Taker at this point is just pounding on a turnbuckle trying to get that hot tag. You know, he's just a tag team specialist, man. Absolutely. So this is his, his last tag tag team specialist match we're going to see. So um, trying to get that, you know, the, the crowd into it, and then Drew charges at Roman, but he's going to hit his shoulder on the ring post, which used to be a big deal in matches. Now it's every Monday on Raw and every Wednesday. On, someone does it nowadays all the time, but it's still a good spot for this match to lead to where it's going to head. So. It was a big deal last month when Goldberg did it, but thankfully <laughs> Drew does not pull a Goldberg here. And um, Roman and Drew are both down. Classic hot tag spot as mm-hmm. uh, Drew tags Shane, Roman tags Undertaker. Undertaker comes in running wild, punching both yes. guys, whips Shane McMahon into the corner, and for the last time we get that big splash. We get the snake eyes. We get the big boot, and all of it connects. Yes, sir. Taker knocks Drew McIntyre off the apron. He clotheslines Shane McMahon over the top rope, and he is going to start tearing apart the furniture on the outside as he rips off the English announce table. And we think he's going to go for a last ride on Shane McMahon, but we're going to get some interference here in this No Holds Barred match. Yeah, El Kabong, man. Old Elias comes in, smacks him with the guitar. Roman comes around and just blasts Elias, which I love. Elias is great. He's so old school, too. But Roman then is going to get, get sideswiped out of nowhere from a kick, by a Claymore kick from Drew. And then um, that actually dumps him over the barricade. And then Elias goes to hit Taker again. I think he picks up part of his... Uh, his um, he takes like up the, the neck, the, of, the the neck of his guitar, yeah, and yeah. he goes to hit him and Taker goozles him. So, again, they got a storyline that's been going yes. for like, like over a year now, you know. Um, doesn't that get the, really cool. the, the final payoff as it needs, but it, it does it does get it. But then Drew's going to stop that, you know, before Taker can choke slam a lot. He's going to come in with a claymore to Taker that puts him out, you know. And Taker puts it – that helps put that move over, you know, when someone oh, like yeah. Taker gets out with it, you know. And it's such a good move. It looks so good. It's, it's almost like a great. It's like sweet chin music, sort yeah. of for the modern day, because you can hit I it on it. anybody. You can kind of hit it out of nowhere. Um, it's kind of painful that Drew it's takes flashy. a back bump off of it, like yeah. onto the cement every time he does it. But uh, dang, it, it looks great. Um, so yeah. effective. Uh, Shame it, man. He's gonna start directing traffic here, even though he's just like exhausted and has gotten beat up this whole time. And, <laughs> He tells Elias and Drew to put Undertaker on the announce table. And then Shane's going to head to the top rope. And he hits that diving elbow from the top rope on the Undertaker on the outside like it's 1999. I mean, it's just, it's picture perfect, man. You wouldn't think Shane's missed a beat here. And it's it's just, safety. It's excellent. It's yeah. beautiful. And it's a, it's a great spot as ever. It's- and you know what we talked about with their cell match back at WrestleMania 32? They did that the Monday before, remember? And 
they, we were like, man, I wish they hadn't done that. Like here, they didn't do that the week before. They saved it yes. for the show, the big show, and like that made it more impactful. You knew he's going to do it. It's a shame that man match he does it every time, but like it's fine. But like he did it, and it just like you said, man, it looked like it did when he did it on Test back in '99, dude. It's just crazy, or on Xbox back in '99. It's just it, I don't know how he, he does it, man. I don't but, um, well, he's related to Vince, and, but so. Vince is starting to look bad now, but, you know, a few years ago, when he was in his 50s, he looked great. So, um, Elias and Drew drag Taker into the ring, roll him in. They drag him over the corner so Shane can hit the coast to coast. And Shane grabs a trash can, and they kind of wedge it in front of Taker so the trash can's in front of his face. Shane goes up top and does, you know, got to get his heel heat. He does a throat slash, you know, with all Philadelphia just booing him. And then Shane comes off the top rope, and he, he connects with that coast to coast right in Taker's face. So Taker is... Take that's two big spots he's taken back. Oh, well, yeah. three the Claymore, the elbow through the table, and then that the coast to coast with the trash can. You know, he's taking a beating. He's taking all the big bumps here. Uh, Drew's gonna take out. Um, uh, excuse me. Uh, Elias is gonna start uh, celebrating, and Roman's gonna come out of nowhere back in the <laughs> ring with a Superman punch to take him out. Uh, but Drew takes out Roman, and Shane's going to drag Undertaker to the middle of the ring. But in a great moment, Undertaker just sits up after all of this zombie sit up. He goozles Shane, gives him a choke slam, gives Elias a choke slam for good measure. <laughs> and then Taker's going to stand up tall in the center of the ring and give a throat slash. And we've talked about this in uh, the Undertaker's last. You know, before the Saudi stuff, you know, those last few WrestleMania matches, really starting with, like, the the Shawn Michaels one at 25, Undertaker was always working in, like, an iconic Mm -hmm. moment in each match, you know? Um, Like, with with CM Punk, where he, you know, sat up out of the Anaconda Vice, or the laugh with Brock Lesnar laughing in his face, you know? The sit up with Bray. Yep, yep, and stuff with Triple H and, and the, uh-huh. the kickouts and the big moments with that. Uh-huh. Here we get another one of those here as Undertaker's doing the throat slash and this perfect camera angle. Drew McIntyre slides up into the ring and stands up behind him like out of a horror movie, like something yeah, you would see The is. Undertaker do. Exactly. He kind of, sort of a passing of the torch moment. It was so... So well thought out, so well done, and it's something that some people may just not even pay attention. But like, I, that was planned, and I'll tell you why I know that because I've heard Drew McIntyre in interviews later on say that's the only moment. Well, he he asked for a face to face, obviously, but he asked for that moment to be in. Like he wanted that to be in the match, and like he and Taker worked together with that, and like it was just he. And so to know that that was a moment he wanted and he got it, like that to me makes it special too. Like I love seeing that. And it's just so well done, man, and well produced and well shot. Cause yeah, just Taker's looking dead at the hard camp, straight into it. And then just boom, like a, you know, like, like you said, like a, a horror movie just comes up behind him and it's so great. And the timing it's, when, yes. when yes. he, when Drew is going to, so Taker's going to turn around and Drew runs at him and, and Drew runs at him at Taker and then he gets intercepted and Roman spears him. And just all of that, the placement of it and everything was great, dude. And after that big spear, intercepting that Claymore, Roman and Taker kind of look at each other and kind of give, you know, for the first time, kind of acknowledge, oh, that's what's up, you know. So I um, dug it. 
Roman's going to pick up Shane McMahon, toss him into the Undertaker. Undertaker lifts him up, gives him a tombstone, classic cover, folds the arms, and that is it. Right at 17 minutes here as Undertaker and Roman Reigns get the win. Michael Cole says, And you know what? This is sports entertainment at its finest. Yeah. All of those camera angles, all of that, you know, all of this booking here. You can talk about your AEW, your New Japan, and their athleticism and their um, high spots and everything. And sure, I'm not taking anything away from that. That's great. It's 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 its own thing and it's entertaining. Yeah. But nobody does sports entertainment like WWE and like The Undertaker. Exactly. And works it into the match like this. And that's wrestling too. That's the wrestling that I love personally Mm -hmm. more than that other stuff. Uh, Again, it's certainly impressive and and it can be entertaining in its own right. But this right here, man, this is just the most uh, old school sports entertainment pro wrestling that I love. And I loved this match and I loved how... Just a classic, great tag team match it was, and, and a celebration of everything that Undertaker does well. And these are four guys who aren't tag team specialists. Mm-hmm. Sure. I mean, I'm sure, I mean, we joke about Taker being one, but I'm saying, yeah. like, you don't think of these four guys and think of, oh, yeah, man, they came from that great tag team. Like, Sean came from the Rockers, you know, Brett came from the Hart Foundation. Like, yeah, they went on to be a single star, but, like, you don't think of these guys as that. But this was a great tag team match man because all four of these guys are students of the game man like drew is only our age but like he studies and and roman they're both i think 35 36 like they're our age and um but they are students of this game man and literally roman born into it so yeah taker is who he is and shane is literally born into it too like they know how to tell a story and like you said this match was so fun man it reminded me of one of my favorites man that tag match from SummerSlam 99, man, Big mm. Show and Taker <laughs> yeah. versus X-Pac and Kane. I see like that. how yeah. fast-paced and yeah. you know, it was only 12 minutes, but like, I, I think I'd take this one over that because this was just, it has that, that <clears throat> just that drama and that, that, that iconic moment with them facing off and that, you know, Drew sneaking up in the back. It was awesome, dude. This, awesome. It was the first match, but it could have been the last match. Could have been oh, the yeah. main event of that night. Yeah. The crowd is awesome we didn't talk about that enough but they're into every spot every moment they're loud they cheer it they bite into it so they have them in the palm of their hands from jump street here yep in unison one two three just like mean like a great crowd show oh yeah uh commentary is like they're marking out for it cole uh, michael cole Corey graves renee young they talk about we haven't seen undertaker look that good in a long time and um it's true True. it really is like not just talking about the past couple months i mean this whole match was designed to make undertaker look good like honestly it was like a redemption match for undertaker and probably the best match he's had since those Brock Lesnar matches uh, in, mm-hmm. in 2015, you know, maybe even further back than that, maybe mm-hmm. like to the CM Punk match, this might have been better than those Lesnar matches. Yeah, I mean, and I, I uh, well, I was going, yeah. So Drew, I've heard, I've heard Drew and Shane both. I think it was on the After the Bell podcast or something. Anyway, anyway, both of them have talked about this match specifically and say that specifically Drew was like that was my goal was to give him 
his arm, like help him get his arm back. Like, I know who he is and how much he's meant to me and to the business. Like m- me and Shane and Roman, all we wanted to do was highlight him in this match. Like that's, and that's what they did, man. Like he, you forget about the bad taste left in your mouth from the brothers instruction versus DX, the bad taste from, yeah. you know, the wig flying off the bad taste from the Goldberg almost killing him. Like uh, I hurt myself today. You forget about all that stuff. When you see this, it's completely like you can let that go and you can remember this, you know, and that that was their mission that night. Those three other guys. And oh, yeah. To me, they checked every box and it was insane, man. Like this match was so good. He looks like he belongs with Drew yeah. and Roman. Uh, yeah. And, you know, he, he they they time everything right. They have him in there just the right amount of time, just the mm-hmm. right moments. It's perfect for Undertaker at this point in his, in his career. But Undertaker does know. He knows he's at the end. He knows yeah. his time uh, is running out here. So Undertaker and Roman, after the match is over, they kind of stare each other down, and Undertaker gives Roman a very meaningful show of respect as he pats him on the shoulder and mouths to him, it's your yard, which is, yeah. I mean, like I'm getting kind of goosebumps from, from yeah, thinking that because... <laughs> Of how much that phrase has meant to Undertaker yep. since uh, <laughs> since the year 2000 when he first started saying that and all of that build up with Undertaker and Roman, um, you know Luther Reigns, Roman's uncle talking about trying to take the yard and how that played into things, uh, Roman's iconic promo after WrestleMania 33, and now Undertaker. I mean, he literally passes the torch to him. <laughs> That was what I'm saying. Roman, he's like, I get to hold my hand, you know, like that whole night. It was great, yeah. dude. Yeah. Yeah, he passes the torch to him here. And, you know, we know that the whole it's my yard thing, it, it's not just about the kayfabe. Like, it's about the locker room leader, the guy who runs the place, the guy who everyone looks up to and is, is the um, uh, measuring stick. And, like, he's passing that to Roman. Like, people you know was roman given that too early maybe but like he he's proved he's proven it you know in this day and age in my opinion that's just my opinion and especially with his work he's doing in 2020 2021 but anyway like right here man this is taker saying like it's your time like this is like you are me now in the back you know and probably the same to drew as well and and if i had to guess i don't know for a fact but if i had to guess i don't think vince McMahon told undertaker to do that Uh, and even if he did I don't think Undertaker would have done that Mm-mm. if he didn't believe it. He would. Mm-hmm. He takes it seriously enough, and mm-hmm. it means that means something to yep. Mark Outway to the yeah. Undertaker. Exactly. I believe that that was a legitimate, Shoot. real moment between mm-hmm. those two. And even if Vince had suggested it or booked it, I think if Undertaker didn't feel it, he wouldn't have done that in that moment. A second that because if you watch Roman's reaction. He wasn't playing wrestler reaction in that moment. He's kind of like taking it back. Like he's he gets welled up a little bit. Like you could see it means something to him in that moment. And like Taker's gone on record saying that like he didn't talk to Roman about their crappy what he calls a crappy match at WrestleMania, you know, 2017. He didn't talk to him about it, and you know, so like who knows if they got to talk before this. But like I'm just saying like um, that's a real moment those two got to share in the ring and we got to witness it. And like, I, I I'm glad you pointed out cause I, I was going to do it if you didn't. So yeah, cause if you go back and watch Roman's reaction to that comment, it takes him like, he has to snap out of it and then get back in Roman Reigns mode. Like that was Joe. That was Mark to Joe, you know, like Mark 
Callaway to Joe Nwai saying that. You know, it's pretty cool to see. So, um, man, we are singing the praise of this match. So dude, yeah, it's good. Dude. It's, it's, it's really a, good. It's a palate cleanser from what we've had. Recently. It really, really is here. Um, um, Roman's going to actually step out after that. Um, yeah. His, Roman's music plays for a second. Undertaker's music plays at first. And then it switches to Roman's music. And then Roman's going to leave. And it's going to change back to Undertaker's music as uh, the Graveyard Dogs kind of survey their work. And uh, Roman's going to step out of the ring and leave it to Undertaker. Yeah, he leaves it. And Shane is just still play- like laying dead in the ring, man. It's great. But then Taker walks over to the production guy and goes, roll him out. <laughs> you can see. And then the camera zooms in tight on Taker. And when we come back at a wide shot, Shane's gone. So I thought it was kind of funny. If you just, I like to pay attention to that little, those little things. But anyway, Taker's music hits. Uh, he does a Shakespeare pose in the lights and commentary. You're like, you know, take it in because you don't know how many times you're going to get to see this anymore. And Taker goes up the ramp, does the fist, you know, raise at the top. And wh- like, you think this is the close of the night, dude. This is the first match, dude. Like, it's yeah. crazy to me. Like, what a gutsy way to open the show, but I can't imagine doing it in any other way, you know. But, um, you know, and, and, and I want to add on to this, too. Like, per the last ride, we saw him walk back through the backstage and he goes straight to Vince and goes, it's not there anymore. You know, I'm done. And Vince says, it didn't seem that way to me tonight. You know, the timing was there. Everything was there. And Taker's like, my, but my body's not here. And Vince says, you know, well, I'll follow your lead. And allegedly, that was going to be his last match, you know. But, of course, the teaser for that episode of Last Rise, we, we see him and AJ talking in the back. So we know it's going to happen. But, I mean, apparently on this night, he was done again (laughs) it feels like that this moment in the ring where he's soaking it in he's taking it in from the crowd it feels like he could say goodbye after that and it is it's such a good match that you wouldn't even be mad about it being the last match he passes the Uh -uh. torch to roman at the end he's in there with the next generation with drew mcintyre um he i mean it's he nails it it's everything that those saudi matches were not um it's a perfect (laughs) big time feel of a match but, you know, WrestleMania is around the corner. Like you said, AJ Styles mm-hmm. is sitting there. You just It's tough to say no to a WrestleMania match to somebody like yeah. The Undertaker here. Uh, so we are going to see some more from him. But um, as for this, you know, once again, perfectly done. Awesome match. Awesome energy from everybody. Awesome energy from the crowd. Yeah. Uh, so, so good. If I'm sure everyone watching go this watch has it. seen it, but yeah, go watch it again. I was uh, thoroughly entertained rewatching it here uh, a couple of years later, even better than I remembered it. Yeah, if you're a fan of the old stuff and you've kind of just listened to our show and don't really watch the matches we've covered recently since, you know, the aura's kind of worn off and the streak's been broken, please do yourself a favor and go watch this one. This is, this is awesome. It's a blast. I promise you you'll have fun watching it. It uh, could earn a spot in our top 20 of all time i mean it's it certainly has me thinking about that uh which we'll get to in our grand finale episode in a few weeks but you know as i mentioned this was the last true undertaker match inside an arena in front of fans last time we'll see so many of those iconic signature moves of the undertaker delivered last time we'll really see him do all that stuff uh we do have one more uh 
match you know it's a uh it's a gauntlet match where he shows up it's an official match an official pay-per-view win mm-hmm. but he's barely in it and we are gonna cover it we'll devote an episode to it uh but then after that it's the boneyard match the cinematic match which is awesome in its own ways but it's not you know not in front of a crowd not traditional yeah, yeah so kind of definitely a bittersweet note here uh as we keep rolling 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 onto the last ride um, but we're not going to get to those next week. That's the final year of Undertaker's career, 2020, uh, that cursed year. Uh, we'll get to that in a couple of weeks. I'll talk about what we're going to do next week in just a moment. But let's talk about this match. Let's let's hear your comments from social media, from at Talking Taker on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, we heard from a few of you, some of our... Uh, you know, our regular appearances here. Uh, Watch Along Wrestling said, I enjoyed this match a lot. No matter how many times Taker has had the big surprise return, it gets me every time. Popped huge when the lights went out and Taker was staring down Shane as he was getting ready for the coast to coast. And then he brings up a point, you kind of alluded to it, and a couple other people alluded to it as well. The only thing that would have made this match better was that if it closed the show and the show ended with Undertaker laying Roman out with a choke slam. Uh, Roman was anything mm. but respectful after he beat Taker at Mania 33. So I didn't really like Undertaker showing him so much respect. This would have sent Philly into a frenzy and a rematch between these two with a now healthy Undertaker would have been a great attraction for SummerSlam, which Undertaker and Roman were not even on. Which one is of them. certainly strange that they're on Extreme Rules and not on SummerSlam. Yeah, it's very strange. I like that idea. Like, you know, like I said, I alluded to that earlier without even knowing that he'd wrote that. But um, yeah, it would have been would have been cool to have seen them, you know, go the next night and Roman kind of. I didn't need you, but again, you, they don't want to turn Roman heel again, you know, and he'll be the de facto heel in that. So I get it why they didn't. But yeah, yeah they were yeah, they wanted to run SummerSlam. But yeah, it's so weird. Uh, Randy Turco said, legitimately thought this was going to lead to a tag run. Probably the tag belts, uh, then a breakdown, an eventual rematch between Taker and Roman, and kind of disappointed that it didn't. And that's where I thought it was going to go. Man, I was ready for it. I was ready for Graveyard Dogs taking the tag team titles. You know, have it be part-time, have it be a Brock Lesnar schedule, whatever, who cares. Uh, have them face um, Elias and Drew McIntyre. Have them face the New Day. Uh, have them face mm. the Revival. You know, uh, who knows, man? Who knows yeah. what you could have done with uh, the Graveyard Dogs. And then, yeah, build it up till they break up and face at WrestleMania uh, 36. Well, damn. Yeah, that would have been fun. But you know, fun. you know why it didn't happen, dude? There ain't no way Taker was wearing those stupid-looking titles. <laughs> those tag <laughs> with the helmets on them. Yeah, you might Even be right about that. Even SmackDown they're better than the stupid raw ones, but you might be right those about that. bronze ones are nasty. So, yeah, but yeah, uh, that was a lot of fun. Princeton John said this was a fun match to watch. Definitely had me forget about the Goldberg match. Uh, random Ooh. build up, which that's definitely true with all that the uh, Gary Garbutt and Kevin Owens and Dolph Ziggler. But uh, he said I'll take it. I enjoyed it, and I liked how Taker passed the ownership of the yard to Roman mm-hmm. Reigns. And then Collecting Dead Man, uh, if you haven't followed him, go give him a follow. Said, definitely one of my favorite Taker matches. He was quick. He hit the classics, showed he could still take massive bumps. He set the stage for the rest of the pay-per-view by going first, and nobody could follow it. He showed that the Goldberg match was not his fault. 
and mm-hmm. agrees that they should have made a SummerSlam match out of uh, Reigns or or McIntyre against Taker. Yeah, healthy. I would love that. But uh, he says this would be the last Undertaker match that my dad would get to see, being as he passed mm. in December. So it's very special that it holds that memory. So uh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah, I love that story. Thanks for sharing that. Collecting yeah. Dead Man. Um, let's see. I put a poll up on the Twitter as far as. The Goldberg match and the DX versus Brothers of Destruction match and asked you, the listeners, what was really worse between those. Any guesses as to what the fans voted on, Travis? Which one was worse? Which one was worse? I think they said the DX match. 42% said DX. Um, uh, 57% said Goldberg versus Undertaker. Okay. 42.4 versus 57.6 there. So I agree. For me, Goldberg Undertaker was worse. Uh, I believe you said DX was. Which one is? Well, we didn't, you said I didn't really. I didn't really say I, it's a coin flip, man. Honestly, I can think of so many negative things to say about both of them. So <laughs> I, honestly, I'd rather just take this, watch it three times, than watch either one of those ones. I hear so, you. I hear you. <laughs> I'll watch this at three p.m. the same day. <laughs> yeah. but, um, gotta say congrats to tom brady for joining the undertaker in the uh, seven yeah. championships club they both have the same amount of titles uh yeah uh gronk is not quite there yet although he does have a 24 7 title to his but name he hosts yeah he hosts wrestlemania takers last wrestlemania he did that's did. so weird and we just talked about them and it oh made my sense goodness <laughs> Uh, when the I encourage goat on the field and the goat and WWE. That's it, man. Brady and Taker. <laughs> want to encourage everybody to make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel in case you want to watch us live instead of just hearing us. Uh, go check it out. Uh, our last few episodes, we'll post the videos on there. You can see uh, um, a Taker Easy shirt, of course, available yeah. on tpublic.com. Uh, you can hear my wife taking the uh, stuff out of the. Um... Walmart bags a minute ago. I didn't hear it. Okay. It's all good. Uh, Want to encourage you guys to go check out Travis's YouTube channel, uh, Travis White Music. Is that, or is it just Travis yep. White? YouTube.com slash Travis White. Okay. YouTube.com slash Travis White. New music coming soon. You guys are going to oh, yeah. love it. I'm very excited to hear it myself. And it's more than just me and a guitar, it's actual mm-hmm. music. It's going to be fun. Teaser. You guys will enjoy it. A little teaser there for you. And then, like I said, next week's episode, so I've kind of been, I've been bringing up this idea with Travis for a long time now. So I wanted to do it. We got to do this, <laughs> got to do this before we get done. Yeah. And so now only a few weeks left. This is like my dream episode that we get to do here. <laughs> uh, we've done all the Undertaker's pay-per-view matches except for two. What else could we cover? How about some of his hidden gems? So we are covering the Undertaker's hidden gems that are available on the WWE Network. Uh, We will put a list of them on our social media page so you will know what to look for. Uh, They are all still on the WWE Network. They're Mm -hmm. a little bit harder to find uh, than they used to be in the past. Uh, But there is a little section you can go to. And we're going to talk about some rarities. Some of these guys that we never got to talk about. Some unique stuff from the Undertaker's past. We're going to talk about the Undertaker versus Triple H on Shotgun Saturday Night. And more Triple H and more Triple H. Yes, a lot of Triple H in there. Uh, But also Mean Mark versus Jerry the King Lawler from USWA. 
Uh, we're going to talk about The Undertaker's one and only title defense of his first yes. title run from yes. 1991 against the British Bulldog. We're going to talk about The Undertaker versus Unabomb, a.k.a. his future brother, Kane, from Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about The Undertaker and Brock Lesnar's lost match. I mean, yeah. there is some really fun stuff from Finland. <laughs> Not Ludwig Borga, Brock Lesnar. Uh, a Finland. really cool Finland. Attitude Era match between Undertaker and Stone Cold against DX, which is yeah, I'm gonna say a true hidden yeah. gem. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm going to zip it up till next week. Yeah. Yeah. So some really fun stuff. Again, we're going to explore some of the depths of Undertaker that we didn't always get into throughout mm-hmm. these episodes when we cover these pay-per-view matches, lost matches, unreleased matches. Yeah, we've actually matches. touched on some of these. We have. During Talking Tape, but we haven't gotten to in-depth talk about them, which is kind of neat. Yeah. Going back and watching them. They weren't always available uh, yeah. when we were first doing the podcast, and now they're out there. So... You know, it's not. It's gonna be a little different episode. We're not gonna. Yeah. We're not gonna go move by move like we go through nah. the pay per view matches. But we'll tell you what's truly a hidden gem. What maybe you should skip over some of that stuff here. <laughs> uh, yeah. But a lot of fun, unique moments that we'll talk about uh, before we dive into the last two matches of the Undertaker's career. Yeah. So hidden gems. Then we got uh, Super Showdown. Or yeah, and then we got WrestleMania. Then we'll wrap it up with a what, three and a half years in review. And, we'll uh, have a series finale. Yeah, we'll talk about finale. that uh, that Survivor Series promo. We'll not do that. <laughs> but we'll show our uh, we'll give our top twenty matches. We'll talk about you know things that Taker has done lows. past yeah. WrestleMania uh, thirty six and all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for riding along with us again. Please do yourself a favor to watch this match. If you were there in Philly that night at the Wells Fargo Center on July 14th, I would love, love, love to hear um, your thoughts, man, because you know you you might be one of those rabid ECW fans from the, the bingo hall, and like you were here this night and you got to see this wild match, which again, didn't matter if it was no holds bar, like they didn't use barbed wire and stuff or anything crazy, extreme rules, but they had a great sports entertainment match, and it was a lot of fun. A lot of cool moments. Let us know your thoughts about being there that night. We'd love to hear it. Go out and watch it. And ladies and gentlemen, stay safe out there. And most importantly, take her easy. Now, now that's spooky. That's spooky. Yes, that's very spooky. Very scary, yeah.